Welcome to the Dreaming Big Podcast, where we talk about how to move from feeling stuck and stagnant in your life to accessing your dreams and passions. This is the place to make space for those big and often uncomfortable emotions without judgment or conditions so you can figure out what you want to be doing instead. I'm your host, Allison Gomez, licensed marriage and family therapist in California. Now, before we get started, this podcast is not to be a replacement for therapy, nor is meant to be used for mental health, medical, or psychiatric treatment. If you are needing assistance, go to therapyden.com or inclusivetherapist.com to find a therapist in your area. Or if you would like to work with me, go to healingwithgroup.com. Hello, welcome back. So today we are going to be talking about why you need to make space for yourself and your feelings and thoughts, even when you want to hide them from yourself and everyone else. And we're going to dive into how you're hiding things from others and why you might be doing that. Because, I mean, of course, most of us don't show up authentically as ourselves 100% of the time, full transparency, because the world is not safe enough for us to do that. But there are definitely spaces where we can show up more fully as ourselves or with certain people completely as ourselves. But without learning how to feel safe within yourself, it's really hard to do that. And also, it's not just like a you thing because that is super individualistic. But if you don't feel safe in your environment, that's also going to make it really hard for you to truly feel safe in being your most authentic, transparent self. So we're going to talk about why you need spaces where you can at least have some, you know, where you can at least let your guard down because it is just so exhausting having to keep your guard up all the time. So I'm going to start out with a story about when I was in graduate school. And I'm definitely going to have lots of stories about when I was in graduate school. Because <laughs> I feel like there's so many lessons I have learned as a person and as a therapist. And how I perceive mental health and mental wellness. So I'm going to get started with this because there was a lot of hiding that I did in graduate school. I mean, okay, let me, technically there was a lot of hiding I did growing up, up until like adulthood, past graduate school. But in graduate school, more specifically, (laughs) there was a lot of hiding. Um, And my hiding took the form of just pretending things were okay when they're really not. Getting feedback that was awful and not supportive and actually kind of abusive and not arguing with it and just being and pretending like, okay, I am taking, I am taking this in when in reality I wasn't. Um, There was a lot of denying because a lot of what happened was I, you know, I would share these responses. So the thing about like therapy graduate school isn't like, you know, engineering or mathematics. A lot of it involves like self-reflection on your own life. And so in these papers, you're usually supposed to share personal vulnerable information because it lets the, like the professors know, it's like, oh, okay, I see how you're connecting the, you know, connecting these dots, but also it makes the company, like the professor, professors more comfortable knowing that you're working on your own stuff. Because if you're a therapist and you're not working on your own stuff, it can lead to a lot of really bad things. Um, and, or, which will result in clients getting hurt. So obviously that's a big no, no, we don't want to do that. 
but in order to like write these papers, you have to feel safe enough that your professors aren't going to use them against you. And unfortunately for me, and in this situation, I did have them used against me. And so there was very much a balancing act of how much do I share versus how much do I hide? Because I don't want to get punished for being vulnerable for where I'm at when I'm clearly doing the work to be as safe as a therapist as I can for the community. And now granted, no therapist is 100% safe all the time just because, you know, we're human. (laughs) We're human. But the goal is to be as safe as possible. And when we make, when we can, you know, do damage, because at some point we will do damage, making as minimal as possible and also providing this opportunity to, you know, repair it. And so here I am, a, a grad student, maybe new, like, you know, I have like less than 100 actual therapy hours. And I'm in this toxic situation where I'm trying to figure out how much do I share and how much do I not. And so a lot of the feedbacks on my paper is like, wow, this was pretty superficial. Why didn't you dive in more? Well, because it's really hard to dive in when you're not safe. That is the point. You have to be safe. So I wasn't safe in the environment to share what I needed to share. And it felt very unsafe within me to sometimes experience those feelings because it was just really intense and it was tied very much to my value as a person because I was always seen as like the good student and whatnot. So I share this with you as a kind of a living example of what it might look like to hide things from other people and why. Because like for me, what it was, was I had to pretend that I was feeling something different than what, than what I was actually feeling because it made them uncomfortable. Um, and it led to things escalating. And I wonder how often do you have to do that in your life where you're having to mask what you're actually feeling because you would be seen as maybe defensive or, uh, Debbie Downer, you know, you're being too depressing. You're being too negative. And I wonder how that impacts you. And it's not always just necessarily like the environment that doesn't feel safe for us to show up fully as ourselves. It can be even within us. Because if you think about it, if you're not raised in this environment where you're getting a lot of support and there's a lot of judgments for failure or for anything that's uncomfortable, then you're pretty much trained to shove those things down. You know, when you have a lot of violence in the house, it's not, it's understandable when other people are acting out in violence. Like, well, duh, that's how, that's how conflicts are handled. So you may not even feel safe within yourself in experiencing emotions. And you may be hiding from your own, your own experiences by denying or minimizing what you're actually feeling. And what does that mean? It means maybe if you were disappointed you might tell yourself you don't need to be disappointed because there's nothing to be disappointed about or you shouldn't have put yourself in that position and therefore you don't need to be feeling sad. People have it worse than you do. So who are you to be having these feelings? So kind of like shaming yourself and out of the feeling or trying to like logic yourself out, out of why you're feeling the way that you're feeling But in the end, what actually happens in all these situations is you're shoving something down because it doesn't feel safe. 
And it's very valid in a lot of different situations, depending on your environments. But here's the thing. If you're in, if all your environments are completely unsafe, it's going to be really hard for you to have these moments of vulnerability and it's going to become exhausting. You are going to get burnt out. So it's, this isn't about how do you let down your guard in places, in all places of your life, because you really shouldn't, especially if you are a part of a marginalized community at all. There are not enough policies and, you know, I mean, policies don't always even mean anything, but they're the culture around protecting marginalized identities and taking responsible responsibility for microaggressions we're still working on that. So this isn't about like how do you show up fully as yourself in all areas. It's more like how do you find spaces in your life where you can truly show up as yourself? Who in your life can you actually be safe around? How do you be safe around you without you trying to judge yourself? Because let's be honest, when you're in that space of having to hide things from yourself and from the world, it just gets exhausting. It's you taking responsibility for how other people respond to you. It's you taking responsibility for things that are completely out of your control. It leads to you... um, dysregulating with your emotions, meaning like it's a roller coaster. You have really high highs and you might have really low lows because you're able to manage it until you're not able to manage it. I remember one time when I was in junior high, no, it wasn't junior high. I remember I was in high school and like I said, I'm really good. I've been hiding stuff for a long time. So um, in high school, I had a lot of pressure on me for a variety of reasons. And I remember this one time, there was this kid who accidentally hit me in the face. And it wasn't like punch in the face. It was like probably like a tap. It, under mo- normal circumstances, I would say if I was completely like taking care of, it probably would have been a minor annoyance, but like whatever. But that's not what this was. I had so much in me that when I got booked in the face on accident, I lost it. I cried for so long. I think I even cried for like the rest of the day. I couldn't stop crying because of how upset I was. And it wasn't because I got booped on the face. It was because it's hard to keep these things under control. You can only hide your feelings for so long before it bubbles up and kind of explodes everywhere. I like to think about those, um, those beach balls that you you know, you can take to the beach or you have them in the pool or whatever. And like, you know how it's fun to shove them underwater and just watch and go up really fast. That's kind of how like these emotions are too. And so the further down you shove your feelings, the faster it comes up and the more intense. And so here you are on this emotional roller coaster where you're keeping things under control. You're like cool, calm, collected all the time until you're not. And maybe other people don't witness it. Maybe it's you by yourself, alone, in a closet, wherever. I don't know. But but there are times where you lose that control because it just becomes too much. And logically, you probably know that you're not actually responsible for how other people treat you all the time. Like, truly responsible. You're not responsible for other people's behaviors and there's, like, boundaries and whatever. 
I mean, but on this deeper level, it kind of feels like you're like this conditional value of yourself that if you get too emotional or have people worry about you or have people retaliate against you for having emotions, then then you're less of a person. So it's not the act of having to hide things isn't just like, okay, it's exhausting and it's heavy and it can lead to emotional regulation. It can even impact the way you view yourself because if you're, if part of your identity is to keep things down, then what does it say about you when you're not able to do that? And you're not perfect and you have feelings, you have thoughts. So where can we find these spaces where you can truly show up as yourself? Because again, it's, we don't want you, I don't want you showing up fully as yourself. If you're going to get hurt, if you don't have the supports around you to keep you relatively safe, or at least to be a safe haven. You know, I remember being part of this um, team for a short period, and we were talking about safe spaces. And I remember one of the therapists kind of laughing about like, like, like that's coddling people to create these spaces where it's safe when in reality, no, we need these spaces that are safe, whether it's with friends or family or, you know, the family we choose. (laughs) So, so I guess this is to say, it's not about trying to make every space safe. It's about where can you be safe? And understanding what contributes to you hiding. Because the more aware you are of what's contributing, the more options you have in figuring out, okay, what do you want to do about it? Because sometimes you don't have the energy to do anything about it. Sometimes it's just good enough for right now and you have other things that you need to focus on. So we talked a little bit about the, you know, the patriarchy, colonialism, white supremacy, and how that contributes to to this, but it's also can be family trauma that gets passed down. You know, if your family has a lot of trauma and there aren't spaces for you to talk about things because conflict became like something that was very violent, then it's going to, that's going to contribute to you not wanting to share things because it won't feel safe. If you're in environments that are not supportive of you because they use failure or anything against you, you're not going to feel safe. So what do you do about this? Well, obviously, again, I know you have to really reemphasize this, that doesn't happen overnight, but you, but this is a good time for you to figure out where do you have safety? Where do you, what relationships do you have in your life where you trust the person? You may not always divulge information to them because that would be scary that would be vulnerable but based on how your relationship so far they they haven't judged you and they've accepted you when maybe you weren't perfect or maybe you did let something out and and whatnot like who in your life is trustworthy and dependable And I want you to be real honest because I feel like sometimes it's easy to kind of just brush people off because it's safe. It can feel safer to keep these things within ourselves. And sometimes there really aren't any support. So if that's the case, you know, 
that that's also good information to know. So then if that's not the case, how, where in your life can you support you as well? What space do you need to get into where you can be safe and vulnerable with your emotions? And if you're not able to, what's getting in the way? Is there a certain thought that's getting in the way? Is there a certain feeling that's getting in the way? And I want you to be curious about that. Because sometimes that's where that gives us clues to what needs to be healed first before even trying to do these things. Because if you don't truly feel safe, you're not going to be able to have that vulnerability where you can show up as yourself. Because ultimately, in the end, I know at least I don't. I don't want you to have to keep hiding who you truly are. It's not, the goal isn't to have to be vulnerable in areas, but to show up fully in the places where you want to and to, not ha- to get a break from having to carry the burden of wearing a mask at times. Because that just, that just gets exhausting. And you deserve to have a break from that. So as we're wrapping up, I really want to just kind of emphasizing like how important it is to make space for those feelings and thoughts and starting with yourself and just be curious and be patient and compassionate. I I mean, I know it sounds so simple and it takes time because we are not raised in an environment where we're compassionate and, you know, curious. No, we're about like quick judgments and reactions and whatnot. So if you're not able to get the hang of that fast, just keep practicing. It'll come by. I swear. Well, thank you for joining me. and, And until next time, toodles. If you have enjoyed today's podcast and are ready to take the leap to embrace your emotions and trust yourself so you can start dreaming, go to healingwithgroup.com. Make sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode drops. You can also follow me on Instagram at Allison Gomez LMFT.